Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, and Hummel's Wharf. You know, when you sit there and you look at Sunbury Motors, you see the great line of Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, awesome pre owned inventory. Great deals right now, too. Great sales staff, service department to back it up for the life of the vehicle. And you can check out online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament right now scheduled for August 5th. And believe me, as somebody who's played in that tournament now for, what, eight, this will be nine years, social distancing based on where we hit the ball is no issue. Uh, But it's auto, home, life, business, bundles, whatever your insurance needs may be, they'll find you the best price, the right insurance. They'll back it up for the life of the policy. They are the pros' pros. I can personally attest to that. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Matt Leon from Philadelphia in a few moments. But first, our play-by-play call of the day. Pete Giftopoulos puts it away in Tempe. time greats charlie jones with the call what i find uh, interesting about his call is he didn't say much but the charlie jones a pros pro absolute pros pro and he was just one of the greats of all time when it came to um play-by-play. Was he the number one guy? No, but he was the number one guy that night. Um, Now, I think I got the radio call of it. I think I got that here. It would be Mel Proctor. Let's see if this is the right right one. Took your call all night. Here it comes. One play for the national championship. Fourth and goal from the 13. Harriman's foot to the left. Blades is wide to the right. Back goes Testaverde trying to win it. Throws into the end zone. It's intercepted again. Picked off by Pete Giftopoulos. And Giftopoulos has gift wrapped the Penn State National Championship. In the paper, we all we heard was Penn State good, Miami better. Miami did their talking in the paper. Penn State did theirs on the field. Penn State good, 
Miami better, Penn State 14, Miami 10. That was John Schaefer at the end. (laughs) Dave Rowe was the analyst, former Nittany Lion. Mel Proctor, whom we've had on the show before. Mel, one of the really great play-by-play guys of all time, including the many years he did the Orioles. Uh, But he was the play-by-play guy that night. And Dave Rowe was the analyst. In the end, you heard John Schaefer when they came back to State College. So, yeah, that's the radio call. I was just a young lad then. I remember that night. I was the third member of the Penn State Sports Network on football. It was Gil Santos, John Grant, and me. I learned more about this profession in four years of working with Gil and John than at any other point in my career. That influenced me as to how I should go about my business working with Gil Santos and John Grant. I I can't begin to go into everything here, but what I teach in my class now comes directly from working with those two specifically. Yeah. So. I was, uh, you want to talk about being a very, very fortunate person. And that was our fourth season together. Um, 83, 84, 85, and 86. You know, and my job was to do the pregame, the postgame, halftime, in the game, scores of other games, maybe pass along a note I had here or there. Uh, I did have to fill in a couple times as, as the color analyst because of circumstances. Um, but, yeah, it was, for me, you know, you get a lot of really big breaks in your career to get to this point, and everybody needs breaks. But you have one of the breaks that you get in this business or in any business is the right mentor or mentors. I had the right mentors. I had the right mentors. All right. Let's bring in Matt Leon from Philadelphia. Matt, sir, as always, an absolute pleasure. Welcome. Great to have you with us. Good to be with you. Uh you obviously have done a brilliant job uh, with Penn in football and basketball. Is the Ivy League staying on track for the possibilities of the fall, or has there been no word about it so far? Not really any word. I, you kind of get the feeling everybody's kind of waiting for everybody else to make the first move, right. and you kind of go from there. Uh, no, so it's still very much an open question. We're getting close to, I mean, Wednesday's July 1st. You're getting close to the point where stuff has to be figured out. Uh, but uh, I was just saying off the air, I don't envy the people that have to make these decisions. No. These are These are difficult decisions, and you're going to get blowback no matter what way you go. Uh, and a decision that feel comfortable with on Monday can change by Wednesday because of the, the parameters of the virus and, and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you've already started to see some individual schools announce they're not going to do stuff in the fall, uh, mostly in the, the smaller Division two, Division three. I know we had a college, the College of New Jersey, Division three school uh, close to where I live that announced they're not going to have fall sports 
Uh, so I'll keep an eye on it. It's uh, obviously just such a very fluid situation. And like I said, there's no, there's no easy answers. Yeah, the reason I ask is that when all of this began, it was the Ivy League that first said we're not going to have our tournament. And it initially received, in some quarters, a little bit of blowback. Uh, and then everybody ended up following suit. You know, because you were going to be there. Oh, absolutely. I was literally an hour away from uh, reserving my rental car to travel up to Boston when they pulled the plug. And that's why I'm a bit bearish is the fact that they were ahead of the curve of pulling out that I think a lot of things are going to have to be they're going to have to be pretty comfortable with a lot of numbers and a lot of trends uh, for them to get to go ahead to the fall. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, in one way, it's still two months away, but in another way, it's only two months away. So. Right, exactly. Exactly. How we feel on uh, July 29th is going to be probably different than how we feel on August 29th. So we're just going to have to see and take it a step at a time. What's the Phillies game plan? Will they be working out in Philadelphia? It sounds like they'll be working at Citizens Bank Park, and the, I guess, the, the members of that, for the Phillies, I think it's 53 players that like aren't considered. It sounds like they're going to be working out at the park, at FDR Park, which is across the street, yes. basically, from Citizens Bank Park. But that's going to be kind of the minor league complex, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, so, but they will be uh, in Philadelphia. I, you know, in this situation, the closer you can keep everything, the better. So, uh, I was not surprised by that at all. The Pirates taxi squad, for the lack of a better term, as we use a 1960s NFL term, the Pirates taxi squad sounds like they're going to be working out eventually when there's the split, because there'll have to be a split. They're going to be working out in Altoona. Have the Phillies decided to keep everybody in Philly once they get to July 24, 25, or they maybe go to Lehigh Valley to work out? I think there's a possibility they would go to Allentown. I would think that would be the logical decision. Um, I don't know that I've seen that for sure. Uh, I thought I saw some rumblings of that on Twitter, but uh, I would think that's that's the most likely scenario. Okay. Uh as for the Eagles, uh, how do the Eagles look for what they want? Are they still on track? And is there any thought there about maybe playing one or two preseason games instead of four? I think that's going to be what he is. I think the canceling of the Hall of Fame game, and I know that's not a big deal, but I think it's it's – correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that was kind of the first concession the NFL has made to the buyers. Yeah, except yeah, except for no OTAs. And, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, but as far as like the idea that the funnel was going to be different, that was the first, uh, the first thing. So, I would think. I mean, we've been spending how many years debating how not how meaningless four preseason games are. That's right, and that's in normal times. So how, right. that the, the factor of meaninglessness is is almost multiplied by a factor of ten when you're in the midst of a pandemic. So, I I would be surprised if there's more than one or two. I, you know, it's. I guess the question I have is, what is our baseline for failure? And I don't know if I've discussed this with you before, but, you know, with these teams coming back and all, how 
bad as far as numbers does it have to get before people pull the plug on stuff? Because uh, I, I think that's the question that no one really wants to answer because they don't want to box themselves in. But, uh, you know, what would, ha- what would it take for the NFL to say, all right, we're not going to do this? Does a player or coach have to get very sick? Do Does a quarter of a team have to get infected? I mean, I don't know the answer, but uh, I, that's know, something I'm kind of keeping an eye on is what is our – what is our tolerance for bad news as a trade-off for having sports in some fashion? There's a reason we don't know, because I don't think they know. No, and I don't, you know, is it going to be the thing where we play and all of a sudden there's a story that, you know, Coach F from Team A is on a ventilator and just three days ago he had been on the sidelines and is that the thing that kind of slaps everybody in the face and reevaluates or I don't know and I think you know and what are our procedures if a team has you know specifically like the NBA where you're dealing with 12 15 you know if five clippers test positive even if they're asymptomatic so they're out for two weeks can the clippers sign five players to take their place do they have to forfeit games? I, I just, for as hard as people have worked on this stuff, there's just so many open-ended things. I just, it is quite the needle to thread. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, there's no question about that. And that's why uh, I was on a uh, Zoom call where I had to moderate the call with Joe Lorg. You know, so they had each one of the assistant coaches with the fans, and they has a, had a moderator for each. And I was the moderator for Joe Lorgs, and he was fabulous. But I opened up the call by saying, look, don't ask us about tickets. Don't ask us about uh, Beaver Stadium capacity or about tailgating. Those decisions are way above our pay grades. Right. <laughs> that's how I opened up. And that's exactly in this situation. That's what it, what it is. The people have to make these decisions way above our pay grades. Yeah. And I don't – it's going to be it's just interesting to see how it develops because I don't – it's going to develop unevenly all over the place. And uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. And uh, like I said, I just keep coming back and I say this. I, I'm just glad I'm not in the position where I have to plan anything for anybody. No, I know. I, I completely understand that. Uh, okay, so we've talked about the Phillies. We've talked a little bit about the Eagles and a little bit about Penn. How have things been in the Philadelphia area? We know how they've been here in Center County, and we were fortunate we had another zero day yesterday. Uh, how have they been in what had been a hot spot uh, in southeastern Pennsylvania? They've gotten better. I think as of late there has been things have ticked up a bit, and I just think that is kind of natural as you're starting to open things up, um, you know. But I will say, I mean, I live in South Jersey, and in my trips to the city, I see almost universal people wearing masks, which is heartening. Um, yes. uh-huh. It is, you know, it really, it is definitely an exception when you come across somebody in a store or something who's not wearing one. Um, so I think as long as that continues, uh, the, the trend will, for the most part, hold steady and, and push downward. But, uh, 
you know, problem is you see these other places in the country where it's all over the place again, and all it takes is one person to yeah. come into town and, you know, one party, and we're off and running again. So, But overall, I think that the, the, the numbers have been encouraging in the Philadelphia area. Uh, maybe not quite as much the last week or so, but by no means alarming over that time. It is amazing that you feel like with this situation on a day-to-day basis, you walk on eggshells. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you and I do jobs that involve stats. I don't know about you. I I, I look at the stats every day. On the, oh, absolutely. On the overall picture, you look at the stats like holy mackerel. Uh, because you're just wondering, you know, why you know you're wondering why it got worse when it seemed like it was getting better. I think we have some answers to that, but getting it under control. Yeah, and it's you know it's going to be a constant battle, and then we're going to have. But a lot of people keep saying, "Oh, well, this is the second. This isn't the second wave. This is still the first. So, yeah. you know, this is still the continuation, but." Yeah, you know, once you hit flu season, and you're going to have that to deal with alongside of this. And my one one thing I think that I'm hopeful and interesting is that maybe this will be one of the mildest flu seasons, just because everybody's washing their hands more, be more, you know, a good percentage of the population is wearing masks, and maybe it will not allow the flu to, to spread like it does some seasons. Because you put that on top of the, the virus and that's going to be that's going to be a tough road to hope. Yeah, it will be. Always a pleasure, my friend. Most important thing to us: stay safe. Okay. Will do. Thank you very much. Thank. You. Matt Leon in Philadelphia. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. You see the suit do the robot to this in his office. Have you seen that, Chad? I have not seen that. I I don't know if I want to. I might have nightmares or something. Consider yourself among the fortunate, Chad. It's it's like working with a wild child. Although, really is. if if the outfit and attire fits, you know, the late seventies, eighties era, that might be worth seeing. I don't know. Just to throw it back a little bit. Nah. No, no. The the <laughs> the idea is not to frighten the passengers. Okay. All right. Uh, great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, it's interesting what has happened with players returning to work out for college sports. Now, everybody that's here now—football, men's, women's, basketball players—I think should be working out as of today. Because I believe the next wave that came in was last week. They've gone through the seven days, and now they're open to voluntary workouts. As you know, in football, six players uh, opted not to come back for this voluntary stage, at which James Franklin completely understands. Um, I Let's see, I'm trying to think... I'll check on basketball to make sure. I think everybody for basketball did come back. But we're going to talk about the bill that Senators Booker and Blumenthal 
have put together. We're also going to talk about the Iowa situation as well. Because the Iowa situation is... Every time you turn around, there are more and more players making allegations about the program. It seems like now there is a freedom, or at least they feel there's a freedom to talk. And once you have that freedom, it it seems to embolden others to, to open up and say, I've held this in for a long time. I want to talk. Hello. Hello. Can you help us with our insurance? From in there? Oh, the cage? I've been with this provider for years. Uh, Let's find a trusted choice independent agent. Trusted choice. Many insurance agents are held captive by one provider, but a trusted choice independent agent has the freedom of choice. They can shop multiple providers on your behalf to find the coverage options and prices right for you. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Are you trapped by one company's rates? Call Purdy Insurance today at 570-286-5855. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served the Valley for decades, giving back. Like the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament on August 5th. We'll start promoting that more and more as we go. And when it comes to your insurance needs, well, they're the best in the business at finding you the best policies. Auto, home, life, business, bundles. Whenever they can save you money, they will do whatever they can to find that savings for you. And they'll update policies. They're really they're the best in the business. They're they're really great people that also happen to be great professionals. That's Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors Studio. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Awesome pre-owned inventory. Great sales staff. Great service department. They take care of that vehicle for the life of the vehicle. And you can check it all out at summarymotors.com. All right. Let's get to the uh, story on the bill put together by Senators Booker and Blumenthal. Blumenthal from Connecticut, Cory Booker from New Jersey. Uh, And it has to do with signing waivers. Ohio State has made players sign a pledge that take responsibility for their own health. Players who do not sign can be separated from the team while keeping their scholarship. Indiana players were compelled to sign a coronavirus waiver. SMU went a step further. Its players must sign a document that absolves the school and its employees from any COVID-related claims. 
Several other schools are requesting or requiring signatures on similar documents as coronavirus testing itself remains a dicey proposition two months before the season kicks off. But a parents' movement has stepped up. Chris and Maya Hinton, Chris Hinton, who put together a fabulous NFL career, uh, in fact, when you see how John Elway got to Denver, part of that deal was the fourth overall pick going to the Colts. That happened to be Chris Hinton, who was a great player. 13 years, and his wife, Maya, is an attorney who graduated from Notre Dame Law School. They sent a letter to Mark Emmert. Chris and Maya Hinton have two sons, one playing at Michigan, the other one's playing at Stanford. And their letter is asking him to protect the athletes who the association purports to oversee. The decision to open football programs to voluntary workouts on June 1st, they wrote, did not come with universal safety guidance to govern all schools. Summarizing the letter, why can the NCAA find a one-size-fits-all approach to transfers, eligibility, safety, name, image, and likeness, but testing for COVID-19 is left up to the schools? Chris Hinton said this is kind of a tipping point. We've been talking about doing something like this for three or four years. The pandemic... That was the catalyst, some way to advocate for parents and players. The grassroots parents movement that was started this month by the Hintons now has 1,000 members on its Facebook page. The legality of waivers is still being debated. One Power 5 source called them informed consent comparing the waivers to disclaimer documents the patient signed before surgery, sort of like an athletic prenup. It's a way to protect yourself, the source said, but it's not a way to protect the school from getting sued. Well, one thing they can do right away goes to this. You know how many times I've talked about the importance of comfort. Comfort, and part of comfort is confidence. Your comfort is based a lot of times on your confidence. So let's just take simple situations there that we're in. Do you feel comfortable going to a restaurant? Some of you are going to say to me right away on this show, absolutely, I have no problem going. Some of you are going to say, I don't know, I don't think I want to go back for a while. Okay. You're not comfortable, you're not confident. Something as simple as that. Uh, do you feel confident, confident or comfortable going over to Sheets? They're right there on the strip on 11 and 15, Seals Grove. Uh, you may, may not. Are you comfortable going to the drive-thru? Most people would say they would be. Would you be comfortable going to a game? Some of you would say yes. I've had some people say to me, you know what, Steve, I thought, you know, I'm going to keep my tickets, but you know what, I'm going to take the year off. I've had people tell me that. Then conversely, for I'll give you an example. So far, 
for example, if they say, hey, do you feel comfortable Jack Ham and you doing games? Jack and I have talked about it. Uh, talked about it. In fact, we talked about it last week. Today when we talked, it was about several other things, including, by the way, yes, uh, we are very comfortable, by the way, playing golf, which we intend to next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we, that was today's conversation. Jack called me this morning about that. But we talked about it last week. We're both very comfortable doing it. Right? But that's us. That, that's our personal decision. When it comes now to the student athlete, it's the same thing. Yeah, you've signed a letter of intent. Yes, you're on scholarship. But for example, James Franklin had said back in April when we had when we talked to James, and you heard it right here on WKOK. You've been talking with a lot of players. What do you think about them coming back? And he said, he said, we may, Steve, we may have as many as ten percent that may not come back. You know, for this year, I don't mean right forever for this year. He understands that. Everybody comes from a different background. They may have family members that are sick. Now, there's one Penn State player that does have, I'm not going to get into who it is, an autoimmune disease. That player, by the way, is here right now. I mean, the player came in. And James is being ultra careful to the point where I think he's driving him. <laughs> but he's being ultra careful because he knows he has to be. He's being smart about it. He cares. He cares. No player that is uncomfortable should have to pay, to me, have to pay a penalty in this particular year for not wanting to be a part of the mix this year. That that you know you know I always talk about the importance of team, having backs things like that, you know, it, always been important. But yeah, this is a different circumstance, and I think you have to have a different attitude about it. I mean, this is you know, if we're talking about somebody. I don't know. I'm not comfortable coming back, and there's no coronavirus. I'm not comfortable coming back. I'd be sitting here saying, "What the heck are you doing?" What are you doing to your teammates? Not in this circumstance. Not this time. And I think that the scholarship of the player has to be protected. That's just me. It's, uh... But that's, that's... I look at that, and if said player... Like, I don't know. I'm not so sure... You don't want to put somebody through that. In fact, I think that down the road, handled right, I think it would benefit everybody. It would benefit everybody. So that's how I view it. Just like Mike Leake is opting out. Now, Mike Leake's opting out of his Arizona Diamondbacks contract. So that means Mike Leake's not going to get paid. He's been paid to this point, but he's not going to get his full contract. He's not going to play. He has his own reasons. 
just like Avery Bradley had his own reasons in the NBA. And that is going to be important going forward. Now, Avery Bradley's out. J.R. Smith, though, is about to sign with the Lakers. He's very comfortable coming back. Everybody's going to have their own comfort level. Meanwhile, Ryan Zimmerman, Joe Ross, both with the Washington Nationals, are going to sit out. Uh, So that goes with Mike Leake. Zimmerman had been undecided about his decision to even play this season. He said there are a lot of complicating factors in the decision, citing his newborn baby and his mother. His mother has multiple sclerosis and would be considered high risk. See, again, these are all personal decisions. Zimmerman says he's going to play in 2021. But he just doesn't feel comfortable playing now. Ross? A lot of people thought he might be that fifth starter for the Nationals in the 60-game season. And same story. Meanwhile, Bob McClure, Bill Evers, 68 and 66 respectively, are not going to be with the Twins. Um, They both have pre-existing conditions. They're not comfortable. And again, no issue here. As I said, and I'll say it over and over again, you will not hear a syllable criticism in this corner for anybody that opts out. None. Just like I'm also not going to criticize people who who play. Oh, it's reckless. It's this. You know, again, everybody has a different comfort level. Uh, on the PGA Tour, there have been guys that have tested, but they, they, they forge forward. The latest is Harish English. That's five PGA players to have a positive test. So he's withdrawn from the Rocket Mortgage Classic as a result. Now, it is, again, easy to sit there and look at, for example, the NBA had tests, 5.3% positives. Okay. The NHL had 5% positives. When the... Uh, baseball is going back July 1. I think when you see the positive tests for Major League Baseball, I wouldn't doubt the number is somewhere between 75 and 100. Why? Because it's going to be about 5%. Now, the part nobody ever talks about, ever, is that if you have 5% positives, what does that mean? Nobody ever talks about the fact that it means 95% are negative. So this means Harris English uh, will be one of those that will have to quarantine. Uh, Nick Watney, Cameron Champ, Denny McCarthy, Dylan Fratelli, and Harris English. So. I believe McCarthy, Fratelli, uh, 
can play in Detroit. Excuse me. Uh, I'm sorry, Wadney Champ and, and McCarthy can play in Detroit, but Fratelli and English cannot. Um. And English, by the way, was not on the charter flight that took players to Detroit from uh, Hartford. In fact, English wasn't even at the Travelers last week. So it wasn't like, you know, oh, he went to Connecticut. He got no English didn't participate. He didn't play. He didn't play in uh, Hartford. All right, so you're going to get stories like that. That's going to happen. But again, what does five percent mean? Five percent also means ninety-five percent tested negative. That never gets talked about because that—I um, don't know why that never gets talked about. All right, take a break. Brought to you by our good friends Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Summer. Go to purdyinsurance.com and News Radio ten seventy WKOK. Great to have you with us back on the show today. So, Chad, any big 4th of July plans? No. Not that I know of right now. No. Wow. Long weekend, but other than that, it's been, uh, we've been doing quarantine cleaning in our house, uh, cleaning out some things that, you know, those projects you don't get to. Well, we've had some extra time lately, so... I assume that probably will be part of the weekend. Yeah, no, we've been doing that as well. I mean, believe me, I, I, as I said to somebody, I feel like I've, I've taken every part of the lot here and taken care of it. I mean, I've planted enough grass and things like that. I'm like, okay. Uh, so we've done that. We've cleaned out a lot of stuff. In fact, that was over at St. Vincent de Paul dropping off uh items today for charity uh but it's uh <laughs> yeah but that's that's been the the pattern so far i do have to do a, I, we have a quarterback club meeting tonight for the state college quarterback club uh it is going to be done virtually which is you know how, how everything's done these days i am going to tape a tv show later in the week but again, my two co-hosts are going to be on Zoom. I'll be in the studio. They will be on Zoom. And we have become a Zoom society. Yeah, I have a Zoom meeting tonight. <laughs> oh, you do? I do. So Very nice. Hey, I was up in State College over uh, on Friday, uh, visited with my sister and my nieces. i got to tell you this story. Uh, I have a niece who is not quite two years old. She'll be two years old um, later in July. But uh, they play a game with her where they say, um, how about a dog? And she goes, woof, woof. How about a pig? And she goes, oink, oink. How about a duck? Quack, quack. And they also taught her, how about we are? And she goes, pentate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, being good brought enter- up. Good entertainment on a Friday afternoon last week. 
being brought up properly. Very important. <laughs> Very important. Have them brought up properly. <laughs> well, uh, Neil Kulong is going to join us on the show tomorrow. We have a lot to talk about with the Cam Newton signing by the New England Patriots. That is going to be topic number one. We'll get into that. And that's going to be interesting. Look, I think I give him all the credit in the world because I believe that, you know, he's put, first of all, you put it yourself with an organization that wins all the time. But I think he, he what he did was he bet on himself. I have so much respect for anybody. It doesn't mean it's always going to work. It does not always mean it's going to work. But I respect so much people that decide, you know what, I'm going to bet on myself. Takes a lot of confidence to do that. And I've got a feeling that, uh, I got a feeling that Newton's going to be pretty good there. They'll design an offense in such a way for him. There'll be a lot of open areas for him to throw to. I wouldn't doubt he does very well. Is he going to be Brady? No. And I say that with all due respect. But then again, Brady's at a point now where it's going to be interesting to see how he handles age. I don't care what anybody says. Father Time. You got to give Father Time credit. In our life, Father Time's undefeated. <laughs>